Hi there. Thank you for downloading, listening to, and watching the Lean Into Artcast. This is a show where a couple of visual storytellers get together and take on various topics that tend to occur to one when one embarks on this endeavor of communicating with images. We think hard about this stuff, so you will too. My name is Jersey Droz, cartoonist and teaching artist, and the other host is... Hey, I'm Rob Stenzinger. I make video games. I also coach about uh, collaboration, creative process, teach workshops too. How are you doing, Jersey? Doing okay. Good to see you again. It's been a couple weeks. We had a rebroadcast last week while we did some new stuff with the website, which we'll talk about later on in the episode, I'm sure. Um, but it occurs to me that it is, we're closing in on the end of September, Rob. Mm. That, yeah. Okay, right. So the, the leaves start to change in the Northern Hemisphere, right? So we get this, uh, oh yeah, pumpkin spice comes back. That's the That's thing. Right. People... Yes. Um, pumpkin spice. Incidental pumpkin spice. I like the pumpkin spice. I don't mind it any time of the year. And, and, and the Halloween advertisements, too soon, not not soon enough. Depends on where you stand in the world, right? Those uh, Halloween adver- advertisements that are like creepy that go like happy Halloween silver shamrock at the end. I'm suspicious. <laughs> Have you seen those two? They're freaking me out, man. <laughs> I don't think they're on the up and up. <laughs> Uh, but also, October usually brings about the season of creative challenges. What are we talking about? Inktober, NaNoWriMo. What else is... Uh, is 24-Hour Comic Day in October? It is, isn't it? Uh, yeah, 24-Hour Comic Day is... Wow. Yeah, that's coming up. What other ones are in there? Um, yeah, I mean, it's... it's um, I mean, there's there's essentially there's things that are like the the big scale ones, but I but you run into you know a lot of people are I, I don't know what it is, but but it's this this time of year. Is it the fall harvest? Is it the uh, you know the the habit of some events starting to draw enough attention, get critical mass, and say like that's cool, but I would rather do art sound off or what have you. Um, and and I, so I you see like you know, smaller scale uh, creative challenges pop up too. But I think the biggies, especially like, so NaNoWriMo was, was the, I mean, one of the, the big month long ones that I, I think sort of made creative challenges like more popular, I think. But uh, Inktober is a phenomena. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, like hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions participate in it. It's, it's a, um, it's a whole different level, in my opinion. Inktober, which we're talking about a uh, daily challenge where you do 31 ink drawings in 31 days. Uh, in, I think created by Jake, Park, Jake Parker, Inktober.com. Um, if I remember right, it was largely just about like, as we move towards using more digital technology, let's reconnect with you know paper and pen again, uh, just at least for one month. Um, mm-hmm. And it was this, it was supposed to be just like this this fun thing where you just check in every day with something where just to just to commit ink to paper uh, and then it's as as it turned into a phenomenon the phenomenon there became all these different themes and prompts and we ourselves have found our own ways of hacking the challenge to explore different constraints and uh, uh, objectives through through the ritual of checking in on something every day right. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's our topic this week is like, what are we thinking about in 2019 
for hacking the season of creative challenges, whether it's Inktober, whether it's Art Sound Off, whether it's NaNoWriMo or any of the various other ones that pop up. Why they all happen in the fall, I don't know. I, I don't I don't have a lot of uh, speculation or uh, research on that subject, but it's something that happens, and it's I think it's also become part of our annual ritual on this show is to like investigate how do we think about this thing, check in every year. How do we? What's our relationship with creative challenges? Do we do we engage? Do we not engage? If we engage, do we just do it? You know, um, pure vanilla Android. <laughs> you know, no touch with UI on top, or do we add our own? Um, uh, flavor of, of uh, constraints to the challenge to and, and if so why so did, did, I, did I frame it up uh, definitely that is a framed topic let's right. let's jump into the frame and see where it leads us alright well then that calls for some music to let us know that we're heading into the first section of the show okay uh yeah, so where do we want to begin? How about we talk about, for those who are new to the show, those who are just checking it out for the first time, because we have been the last several episodes streaming on twitch.tv slash lean into art, so there might be people who are just casually walking by. What are these two guys talking about? We It's an hour-long show. We usually spend the first half talking about what it looks like when we're doing this thing. The second half is like how we think about this thing. So in the spirit of what it looks like, what are some of the things we have made over the last X amount of years with these various creative challenges. You want to go first, Rob? Uh, okay, sure. Um, so, I mean, some of it's 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 just increased output and practice. That's where it's like I want to put more attention to this thing, even though, like, at, at times I was working on, uh, you know, like every every year is a different context in your life for a creative challenge. Uh, I, you know, was. So I started really getting into these when I was trying to level up making my comics and was actively publishing a, a comic called Art Geek Zoo. Still out on the web at artgeekzoo.com. But uh, let's see. So sometimes I wanted to branch off from the, my, the main story of that comic and also look ahead at ideas and get a you know, deeper feel for different characters and stuff. So that took a few different forms where 24-hour comic day um, it's, it's this, you know, it's one day. It sure is a disruptive day though. Um, <laughs> because, uh, you know, your normal flow is out the window. If you're, if you're jumping in both feet and doing the, doing it sort of the create a page an hour style, 24 hour comic day. And, um, so I actually finished a couple of sort of, um, you know, couple small stories. One story was, was, a was a flashback toward my main comic art geek zoo. And that was called metal or the girl. The basic idea being like um, this, this, you know, this young penguin who's in high school is figuring out um, commitments, right? Commitments to creative projects and also relationship. How do you, how do you navigate that in a 24 page comic? Um, that was, that, uh, so I was, I was glad to get that done. It's nice to get, you know, other finished discrete works out in the world, right? So that happened. But then I also made one called um, uh, No Remorse River Horse, which later became, I, I took the same visuals and then I added, uh, because there was almost no um, like text symbols in, in it. So then I added narrative prose to every page. And so then it flowed kind of like a, like a poem. Um, poetic story of, and it's called Toughest Hippo Goes to Bunnytown in that version. So it became so, a mini comic. Anyway. 
when you were done. Yeah. That's yeah, worth. Well, let's put a pin in that too, because I want to. I want to note this: is that uh, toughest hippo goes to Bunny Town was not the original iteration of the thing, right? It was something else. It was no right. no remorse river horse, and then it became something else. I think a couple years later, if not more than that, right? Totally. Yeah. It was material that I have in my back catalog that I was able to, um, you know, pick up again. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely starting to get better at, at doing from time to time. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've been thinking about that with my own, that that's been like one of the, um, guiding ideas of, as I think about this season of creative challenges and how I might interact with it. Um, one that I have from 2015 is uh, I did a series of ink drawings that were inspired by the backs, uh, the card backs of action figures from the late 70s to through the mid 80s. This idea of like you have like your the, the toy you're trying to sell. Like so, in this case, it was like a. Um, well, let me let me try to frame this up better. So I was taking the characters from the the Boulder and Fleet world that I've been writing stories about, and I was imagining them with a uh, exciting variety of accessories and playsets and vehicles, like the like the toy lines did when we were kids. And it would show the your, your beloved action figure interacting with those. So here's like pickles with like what are those things called? The tur- oh Turbo Fist pickles. So it's like another action figure. Remember like the '90s Batman figures where it'd be like Night Flight Batman, Lightning Strike Batman. Uh, Tuesday, t- Taco Tuesday Batman. It was just always just the same Batman figure, but just like a different accessory and a different color scheme on him. It's like thinking like that. So the idea was like, I'm going to do an ink drawing every day where I try to come up with an exciting action figure accessory for some of my characters, do a fun drawing of them interacting with that, and come up with a line of dialogue, or a, a descriptive line of text like they would always put on the card backs, and see if I can do 31 of those. Um, and I did. Oh, and then the other part of the creative challenge for myself was, was like, I, I get to use crayons. I'm going to use crayons, but I only get to use, I think, a maximum of two colors. So you get like one like highlight color and then one like secondary color. So like in the case of this one, I got the orange background and her green hair. Right. Hmm. This vehicle is called the Hora Bull. Right. Because there was always really bad puns for the vehicle names back then, too. Anyway, um, so, but. Uh, I did the drawings in Inktober of 2015. I don't think this got collected until 2017 or 2018. 2017, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you had a bit of a product development longer arc there. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I don't remember whether or not I even considered collecting the drawings into a book until later. I can't remember for sure. But eventually the idea occurred to me that, well, actually, you know, they're just the right aspect ratio that if I print, if I do it as a two-up, on a standard comic book size and order it through a print-on-demand place like Kablam, I can just cut them in half. Just, you know, get them printed as, like, so I'm getting double oh. the amount of comics. And it, it was just, like, a, 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 a cheap, cost-effective way to make, like, an extra thing to have on my table to, like, highlight more of the type of art that I make. Um, by no means does it, like, fly off my tables at shows. Nobody's like, oh, thank God, a, a collection of Inktober drawings. <laughs> but it does catch people's eyes, and they flip through it, and, you know, it gives me an opportunity to talk with them a little bit about the the Boulder and Fleet universe. So, um, so that's one that I did. Um, Quick question mm-hmm. on the so you so that is sort of um, the like traditional American comic size, and that gets cut in half horizontally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what did you use to cut that in half? Well, in the case of Kablam, I just actually asked them to do it. Um, but uh, oh, so 
what I did is I said like, hey, don't staple them. Just cut them for me, and then I'll staple them myself at home. Because if you because if you did this at a standard comic book size, it'd be two staples, which means you only have one staple per half, which would be a problem. Sorry. So I was like, so when I made the order, I was like, here's the here's the PDF files. Could you please come in half, but don't staple them. Just mail them to me unstapled. And so then I took my long arm stapler, which every cartoonist worth their salt should have, when most of us do. Um, <laughs> 25 bucks at Office Max or Staples. They used to be 12, Rob. 12 when I bought mine in the old days. I, and I, I caught myself telling my students when I was telling them to get these. I'm like, oh, they're only like 12 bucks at Staples. Yeah, in 1994 they were. Now they're 25. Uh, so, anyway. <laughs> uh, I know, I was totally Grandpa Simpsoning it, right? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I, yeah, I, I get shocked at the price of staplers at least. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> This is the artist's plight. This is this sticker yeah. shock at staplers. Um, but anyway, so the, yes, I, I assembled them myself a- afterwards. Um, ah, cool. Thank you. Because I mean, that seems like a pretty clever hack on a hack there. So <laughs> it's just hacks all the way down. Um, another creative challenge that we haven't talked about in a while, and it doesn't happen in the fall. It typically happens in March. Is mini comic day, and. This will come as no surprise to anybody who's listened to the show for long enough that I'm a big fan of Mini Comic Day. As a matter of fact, if you're going to be in the Columbus area next year, March of 2020, we're doing Mini Comic Day again in Columbus. I'm really excited about it. And what it is is um, it's only eight hours, so it's like 24-hour Comic Day, but it's truncated down to eight hours where the goal is to make an eight-page mini comic in that eight hours. So it's, it's making it, in my opinion, a much more manageable thing. And um, the other goal is is that at the end of the session, everybody prints their mini-comics and trades them. So there's also a production element to it. And a mini-comic that I made in 2013 for Mini-Comic Day is Some Fish Don't Have Teeth, which was a... Uh, it, what was the fun thing about this comic was I created these two fish wrestler characters in my sketchbook, and I said to myself, I, literally hour one of the day, I said, what if Fleet, the little yellow bird from Boulder and Fleet, um, before she met Boulder, she was a wrestling manager for this tag team of wrestling fishmen. And I started this page, I started drawing it and writing the dialogue, and I had no idea how it was going to end. And that was, that was a fun a fun leap of faith. Because, you know, 2013 was, that was like, what, six years ago? You know, it's like, I, I was I was skilled but you know I, I now having done a lot of these creative challenges i would feel a lot more confident than i did at this point and when i was doing this book I, it was a very nerve-wracking eight hours and my and i actually remember my, my arm i think it uh, i did something to my arm through drawing for you know that eight hours straight that intensely so i didn't do my mm. stretches i didn't do my stretches um that's important so like part an aspect of the there's a health hack aspect of of all of these creative challenges yeah uh, yeah that's you know ergonomics and you know the physicality of it and yeah you know, even uh, logistically and emotionally and all that stuff it means like childcare sounds way easier to arrange for mini comic day than twenty four hour comic day for instance <laughs> that's true that's true so um, you got another oh, one that's cool so yeah fish don't have teeth um, but I noticed you said some fish don't have teeth. I, I amended the cover because like, so the, the final line of the comic was, um, I'll just spoil the whole book. Uh, in the end, uh, the heel wrestler does this trick where he gets 
he gets one of the fish wrestlers to accidentally bite his arm. Well, actually, it is an accident, but he puts his arm in the way of the fish's mouth, and he's like, oh, ref, he bit me. And so then, like, the fish get disqualified against the heel. And Fleet yells back at them, like, fish don't have teeth. How can he bite you kind of thing? These fish don't have teeth. So, but then I, I took it to conventions and was selling it, and people would see the cover. They'd be like, fish don't. And they'd go, you know, some fish have teeth. And I'm like, okay, yes. <laughs> it's a conversation starter. And then, like, I'm after. to get you to correct me. And then after the 80th, well, actually, some fish do have. I was like, okay, guess what? And I made a new cover where I put parentheses above the fish. I put, some fish don't have teeth. These fish don't have teeth. <laughs> So yes, maybe oh, that's, that's a tip. Put something on your cover that is factually not entirely accurate, just to uh, elicit that. You know, and I don't think any one of those people ever bought the book. They were just happy to be have the opportunity to let somebody else know that they don't. They're not being uh, quite as clear as they could be. You need to put a sign. For instance, okay, this is for free. You can have this. You can say, uh, "What what's the price of that mini comic on your table?" Uh, three bucks. Three bucks. All right. Corrections, six bucks. So <laughs> would you like too many comics or would you like to correct this one? <laughs> That's good. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, is, that is so passively hostile, right? It's like, <laughs> I'm here and I'm smiling. It's not a kind smile. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, push me well, i'm gonna charge double <laughs> exactly oh that's good it could be, it could be a, a prop sign where it's like oh excuse me <laughs> yeah that's right I after they correct me oh the, the price just went up like geezel and popeye <laughs> okay uh <laughs> yeah all right so more more creative challenges more output yeah all right we um look okay it's been a theme. We revisit this and talk about it from time to time. Um, I'm still pretty enthusiastic about creative challenges. I have um, I had an approach where if if I was tempted at all, I would just kind of leap at it and leap at and leap and leap every every time, even if I didn't have a great plan, wasn't set up well, gave myself a weird constraint, what have you, because you know, the, the learning was going to be this, this um, exciting aspect, no matter what happens. I still feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little less severe about it, though. Uh, but I'm saying that because I have a huge list of creative challenges I've, I've explored and whatnot. And I, it's, it's only, and yet I look at it and I think, wow, I really mellowed out because I haven't really kept this pace up. So anyway, because um, I look back, Inktober, I've done a bunch of times. Um, twenty, yeah, like I think I took one off. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I like that you put in the notes. Twenty seventeen, you challenged yourself not to do Inktober, <laughs> which, which is silly, but but it's true because I th- because I um, like once once I started that, I'm, I'm like, well, it's an annual tradition. But then mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't, I don't. I didn't feel it for a variety of reasons that year, so I took a break. And uh, but it wasn't easy actually to take a break uh, because it's you know it's this big big event, a lot of people there. So uh, or you know even if I'm not, I don't feel like I was in the mainstream of the big event and the whatever the the most traffic. It's still um, you know it's a it's a recurring thing, and it's it's like oh yeah, I'm someone who does this, and then for a year I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, it wasn't as it wasn't as straightforward as just saying, "Well, yeah, skip it," and then don't think about it. Of course, I thought a lot about it um, before and after. 
Uh, so I did a few things. A lot of that that event and and various other events are about development and product development for me. And some of it's very long cycle product development. Um, stories that don't have an urgent deadline, story and and games that don't have a, have an urgent deadline. But I'm developing I'm developing characters. So uh, like last year, Inktober, it was all about game assets and character d- designs um, toward making game assets, and that was uh, primarily about two pizza team and that world. Uh, two pizza team is in my notebooks it's both a game and a and a comic i did finish one mini comic uh for that but that didn't really come out of a creative challenge i just you know worked to get that done regular projects can be creative challenges too (laughs) put it on top of your that's a good banner yeah yeah um okay so i'm trying to think what's an interesting thing that i did do as far as developing a product um because even though, so there was, there was one called 30 characters in 30 days. That was a November challenge. I don't think it's still going on. Um, Tyler James is the one who kicked that off uh, ages ago, maybe back in 2010. Uh, so that one, the unblocking project, that was one of them, you know, where I, I, I took on a, a 365 day challenge in 2015 to um, make and share a new drawing every day. I explored tons of different things over that year. I still want to mine that data to be like, what's in, what was in my brain that year and come up with some kind of chart, but haven't done it yet. Uh, and, but all of it, there's, there's a bunch of things that, that feed into uh, game design stories, uh, specific illustrations that are just one off. And also, um, (laughs) What was the last one? Even like other zine ideas. Um, so unblocking was, uh, you know, I, I would have these these themes and and fa- uh, phases and f- for for a few days, and I did like uh, a whole bunch of facial expressions. And I think, oh, this now that I've done this, this could be a product, kind of like you did with your um your hypothetical um yeah, back the, of the, the toy the, illustration book, yeah. But uh, I'm trying to think of what, so I think art sound off and the four hour book cover challenge are two that like I produced something right. That, that is really the four hour book cover challenge was, which we podcasted about. Um, I was trying to figure out how I could make time to, to do a quick illustration commission and um, squeeze it in among a bunch, among a bunch of other things, just to quickly get it done one day on the weekend and I came up with a with a method to rapidly iterate and go through a bunch of ideas, strengthen the ideas, get the composition, figure out the details and, and the the aesthetics of it um, in four hours. And um, yeah, probably linked to that one. Um, choosing enough limitations made, made that made that possible. And I'm trying to remember. And that's it's been a couple of years since I've done that. How far did I get in those four hours? I think I got pretty far but I, it wasn't toward like i think it was sort of the 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 rough development and what would inform like another couple hours of work to f- actually finish the illustration something like that i think that's how i far i got i don't want to misadvertise the like yeah got pretty far in four hours though that's what i remember but then last year art sound off i did um uh, i did a lot of sort of content development and working toward uh, like future articles, maybe eBooks and 
um, workshops. So I did like a, an 11 part series call that I called UX for all. And I would take some aspect of the discipline of user experience design and my experience with it and explored it extemporaneously, just went for it. And that was a pretty, a pretty interesting exploring generative process that, um, I mean, I've, I've benefited a lot from not a direct product like the book cover, but, but it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty rich mind that I'm, that I'm still benefiting from. So anyway, that's like a quick overview of things and output from that's a good idea no i I think that's it's good to get a like a do like a speed round where we like do some broad strokes on ways we've thought about these creative challenges similar on a similar tack last year's art sound off i did a draft of an uh, audiobook where in the two weeks leading up to art sound off i wrote out an outline of like what is everything i know about how i teach comics workshops and how would i structure that information and then can i chunk it out over 31 days and then I did, and I did a 31 installment series called uh, How to Lead a Comics Workshop, which I, it, I very explicitly from the outset said, this will be a way for me to commit to audio it, it opening draft at like a minimum viable product of a audiobook that I could edit down and still haven't done, but I have a master file, which is, I forget how many hours it is. It's, it's a lot of hours <laughs> of audio. Uh, it's not insubstantial, but it wouldn't require that much editing because I edited it on the fly while it, as I was doing each installment, I was taking out like the weird pauses and stuff. But um, other ones I've done is uh, in what year was this? Was this twenty sixty? Yes, it was twenty sixteen. I did for Inktober a twenty four page mini comic called um, a friendly game, which the way I hacked the game was because I mean a twenty four page mini comic on top of my regular workload was. It was incompatible. So what I did was is I thumbnailed it in the two weeks ahead of Inktober, and I just inked over the thumbnails. So I printed out the thumbnails in blue and then uh, hand-lettered it, which I don't do all that often. So it's so I literally only had an hour to work on each page. Um, I think in some cases I went like an hour and 15 minutes, but for the most part I kept it at an hour of inking per page, which was not the easiest thing in the world on some of these pages, right? Like some of them. Dude, I mean, seriously. So what one thing I'm observing is you've created some interesting finished products through your, your 24 hour and 30 day and et cetera. Uh, that's that's been a theme that's of impressive. that's been a theme of of my hacks for the game is like can I make something that is reproducible out of this thing? Can I? It, but going back, I mean, like in twenty fourteen, I did Inktober in my sketchbook, and and that was let's do character development, let's do character and like using your term asset generation for because I was getting ready to do uh, mining for trouble, my my full color comic I did at boulderandfleet dot com. And so it was like, let's do, let's draw the characters doing lots of things together, interacting with one another. And that was the the creative challenge. It was not to create a shippable thing, but more to do some um, pre-visualization for the thing that I was going to write in the coming months. Um, But since then, yeah, uh, the the, the last year's was um, Baron Von Baer and the Case of the Cursed Cuckoo, which is an eight-page mini-comic. So what I learned from from, um, a friendly game a 24 page book was like, whoo, that was tough. <laughs> that was really hard. And I'm glad I finished it. And I shipped it. And I'm, I'm very pleased with the result. I was like, Hey, let's, let's do that. But like, let's focus a little bit. Let's make it more sustainable and let's raise the quality level just a little bit if we can. 
And so I did an eight-page story where I broke out, I, I thumbnailed it, and then figured out how many panels per day I would have to do to break it into 31 chunks. So, mm. so day one was like these two panels, panels one and two. Day two was panel three right here. Day three was panel four, right? So I got to spend a little bit more time on the pages. I think they look a little bit nicer. Um, but uh, but it, at the very least, they didn't consume my life the way this did um, in terms of you know stress. So it, this was this was like the the how how did you say it in the old days, Rob? Is like is it difficult? Is it probably not a good idea? Let's go do it, right? That was the the spirit behind doing a friendly game, and then uh, having gone through that and come out to the side, like with my hair burnt a little bit on this side and like this side, my face is like a little bit scratched up. I'm like, okay, we did that. Now let's do it so that I don't come out quite so beat up, right? So I did the mm-hmm. more manageable version of it. But it still had its own creative challenges because I was writing a brand new story about like a character that I've been thinking about since like 2002. Um, finally committing the idea to paper was super scary. Um, so, but yeah, so like for, for me in recent years, in like the last five years, I would say, I've been, had my eye on, can I make a shippable, reproducible thing out of this? Um, and now I get to 2019, having gone through those things, I'm like, well, what would I, how would I hack the game now? What would I do differently? Um, how do I make mm-hmm. it feel fresh for me so I'm not just like, do I want to just ship another mini-comic? Well, is that, is that you know, satisfactory? Maybe. Maybe that's all I want to do. Or do I want to, you know, look at some other ways to play with it? Um, and I feel like that's a good segue to maybe take a break and talk about like, well, what are some objectives out of creative challenges in a broad sense to help us understand what the landscape of our choices are? Yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. Like uh, taking a fresh look at that, and uh, yeah, I'm really curious to hear where you're where you're going to go this year. Uh, because <laughs> so am I. Done so much. <laughs> Actual, it's like you've you've faced it more like a more like a business than I have, honestly, mm. where for me, it's, it's, it's been like a, um, like a learning gym and raw product material, but not refined product material. So mm. very interesting difference there. Um, yeah, let's, let's explore that. In, in All the next right. So in about a minute and a half, we'll come back and talk about like, what, what are all, what are some objectives that we see when we think about what a cre- creative challenge could be? And, what are some of the different things you might want to be leveling up on? Like, what are, what are our options for leveling up when we're taking on creative challenges? But before we do that, we've got to thank some people who make this show possible. And those people happen to be the folks who support us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash lean into art is the website. What is it? What is Patreon? Well, if you haven't heard of it, you know what? There's going to be somebody who hasn't heard of it yet. It's a way It's it's a way for you to give us a monthly upvote. It's like you can contribute a dollar a month. You subscribe for a dollar a month. You can cancel at any time. So you could do just like a one-time contribution if you wanted to, just cancel at the end of the month. But you could, if you want to subscribe for as little as a dollar a month, it helps make the show more sustainable. And I want to thank five people who have been doing exactly that. First up, David Say. Thank you, David, for believing in us and what we do. You can find David Say on Twitter, at Dave Say. And thank you to Stephen Stone Bush. Thank you, Stephen, for believing in us and what we do. It means a lot to us. And good to be curious. Thank you, Good to Be Curious. You can find them on Twitter at Good to Be Curious. And Catherine Sugru. Thank you, Catherine, longtime supporter of the show. 
You can find Catherine on Twitter at K-A-T-S-O-O-G-R-O-O. Get it? Katsu Guru. And finally, the mysterious K. Thank you for believing in us and what we do, K. Uh, if you can join them at patreon.com slash leanatart where you will find all the shows we make, including the extra leans, the shows we only record for people who support us on Patreon. Those posts become an open mic thread. We can talk about whatever you want. It's patreon.com slash leanatart. Thank you to everybody who supports us there. It means a lot to us. It's yeah, it's so supportive. Thank you so much. Okay. Uh how about some more? There we go. Just keep the intensity going. Now we're in the, the second half of the show where we talk about in, in as intensely as possible. We think about like why and uh, how we think about these topics. Um why uh, why hack the game, Rob? Why, why do it? Uh, okay. So the taking a creative challenge at its, at its face value, um, I suppose it's, it, uh, it's fine. It's an experience. It's a container for some kind of, um, you know, some kind of event and effort that, that you'll put in or what have you. But then I think hacking it is about, um, it's kind of like, uh, I really admire when when someone get, makes a clever costume. Like when they go to an event, put on you know, go you go to a, a Halloween gathering or what have you, and and you just can tell someone who's like just they have a vision and a reason and ideas and and, and they execute and they they're like their voice is showing up in, in a way where I'm like you know I just <laughs> I'm enthusiastically here, but I'm not on that level. And, yeah, yeah. I, I was yeah. at uh, the, the He-Man convention in Anaheim, California last month, and they have a costume contest at the show. And there was there was like this guy in this magnificent trap jaw costume. I mean, he looked great. The mouth moved. He had the big robot arm and everything. He just looked fantastic. And then in walks this other guy dressed as this character named Oculus from the New Adventures of He-Man series. And Oculus was like this armored dude with just like a giant eyeball for a head, just like one big eyeball <laughs> resting on like this little like neck piece. And Oculus comes around the corner. There's the big eyeball, but he had it affixed to like a harness on his head so he could turn his head and the eyeball would look around at us as he was walking down the aisle, right? And like just that little thing, it was like a little tiny thing that he did, right? But it made everybody go, oh, <laughs> when he was walking. And he got first prize, right? And so it's like that kind of thing. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for yeah, expanding that one because it was uh you know so showing up at um you know for for a creative challenge pick anyone right we're not just I know Inktober is an and is an obvious one but like what what am I why are you going to to it right what are you going to you know you can get more out of it than than um than the default settings basically um yeah and it's it's optional more, all of it more or other but also digging digging into more why you would want to do this and and incorporating that like into yeah. your approach that um yeah I, th- I i feel like i got more out of for instance comparing my past experience i've done ink- inktober through uh i tried the um the draw halloween prompt right mm. draw halloween draw halloween month what have you mhm and I thought, okay, I'm going to combine that with Inktober. I don't have to, I don't, that's, that's lower stress for me, right? But that lower stress for me was also not as meaningful because now I don't really have as many original ideas and characters and, and um, um, 
like so raw solutions in the rough kind of thing that that can be refined and honed. So, yeah, I'm not as far along with with other potential projects, basically. Yeah, I, I think both of us. I a thing that's worth acknowledging or like shining a light on is like we we have a bias toward wanting to use these creative challenges to benefit our ongoing business work, whether it's developing products or generating uh, generating assets to feed into new products. Um, although, I mean, ten years ago. I said on my own self-imposed creative challenge, not dissimilar from the unblocking project where I was, I sat down with a brush pen and I said, I want to learn this thing. How do I do it? Well, if I commit to one ink drawing a day for however long I can maintain it, you know, and I don't remember how long I went, but like over that time and, and, and I said, well, what am I going to draw? Well, let's just draw things that are fun and easy to draw. It's like, if I'm, if I'm fighting the drawing, then I'm not going to be learning the tool. So let's just focus on things that are, that come very easy to you. So you're not fighting that battle. All you're fighting is how does this tool work? Right? So I, I made my own, my own set of constraints to help me navigate using this tool. Um, so that, that is a segue into talking about like, yeah, like maybe it's, you want to learn a, you want to level up or acquire a new skill, right? Mm-hmm. It's, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. So being, uh, so being, being part of the creative challenge is it, it adds this, um, maybe urgency. It adds some kind of feeling, right? Some kind of purpose and meaning that's beyond the leveling up. Um, where you can you know, just adding that 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 feedback measure. It's almost like um, you ever hear of smart goals. Mm-mm. So, was it uh, simple, measurable, attainable? Um, R. <laughs> I can't remember what smart goal stands for. Repeatable, replicable. Uh, smart goals. Uh, that's the problem with acronyms. All right, so let's see. It's uh, excuse me. Here, almost there. Oh, specific. I'm sorry. Specific, measurable, assign, assignable, realistic, and time mm. time related or assigned. So it's uh, yeah. There's a feedback loop there, right? Um, and it kind of reminds me, in a way, of of um. It's like, well, why would you add, if you say, well, I'm going to learn a thing and then you just go about it when you go about it, that's fine. But if you say, I'm going to learn a thing and I'm going to do it in this recurrence, right? So now you've got this feedback loop, this mechanism that's more, um, it's, it has this in, engagement loop to it. You know when it's happening, when it's not happening. And, uh, and then doing that in a giant group. I mean, it was, now there's a social part of it. Anyway, so yeah. Well, in- yeah, actually, we see this in other aspects of life. Like next weekend, I'm doing a 5K. And like there's couch to 5K. Like there's a routine of strength building and endurance building exercises you do on a regular basis. As a matter of fact, the couch to 5K app, if you skip it for a couple of weeks, it says like, hey, dude, you missed like two weeks. You might want to go back a lesson because you might have lost some of the gains that you made, right? And then why do I go do a 5K? To do it with a community, right? To do it with a group of people who all have a similar agenda in that we're celebrating health and exercise for this other cause, right? Raising money for another cause. Um, so there is like this, this, 
there's a regularity, there is a routine and an accountability aspect, and there's also a, a doing it with other people aspect that comes out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, so learning and leveling up, um, and it's it just it makes it it makes it a bigger. I don't. There's there's more energy into in it. Uh, maybe the commitment is more, um, yeah, urgent, compelling. So that versus filling your time with something else. Um, so yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned developing a new product. We've talked, yeah, you know, talked a lot about that. Uh, I, I, and I think that that there's product to what level of finished. Are you working on the conceptual aspect of it, or are you trying to make that concrete finished thing? that is close to shippable, if not shippable, where, you know, it can go to the printer, you can upload it to your website or, and, and, or your Etsy store, what have you, what, where's, you know, where, what threshold are you trying to get to as far as the level of development of it? Because you can, um, you can go very minimal and, uh, like maybe you're testing ideas, like you mentioned, uh, like minimum viable products. Mm-hmm. Um, that implies there's some kind of yeah some kind of shipping of a complete thing and something you're trying to learn through that you know shipping of it yeah i I could see something along the lines of like and somebody's probably done this but like 31 pitches in 31 days right where it's like i'm going to come up with concepts for 31 like i'm going to sort of brainstorm 31 book ideas I'm sure somebody's done this before. I can't be the first to think of this but like i could see that as being a a form of mvp um Right, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, absolutely. You're, you're. Uh, it's you. I don't. Ooh, let me try this. So Dave say I remember some at some point has done. Let's see, challenge months. Oh, he did. He did. Uh, he did like like brainstorming product design. Um, where he was doing like a new product uh idea every day. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's done that a couple times. So, right. I mean, that's and and he has a fantastic blog at davidsay.com. He really does. Where he shares that kind of thing. He he works on, he thinks really hard about what he works on. <laughs> he does. And I, I love it. That. Oh, so, me too. Yeah. I, get, I, I eat it like poi. Just, just big handfuls of the stuff. <laughs> um, okay. Let's see. So, right. Um, the the other aspect of it for me is is feeling um comfortable in my skills so like getting practiced and and having it so that feeling in practice to me is is a very different situation of like yeah i might be confident in a skill but am i sort of warmed up and ready to execute with that skill and um you know it's you know, i like a lot of different i like making in different media and stuff so there's always something i'm not warmed up in. <laughs> yeah. And th- sometimes that's what I'll, I'll introduce is like, this is going to be my media for this creative challenge. Like it, it was a long, it, it had been a long time since I did, did much with ink wash. And so at least the first few inktobers, uh, a couple of years back, I did huge ink washes uh, and it was neat to pla- practice with that and feel like, Okay, I got the procedure. I know where I want to set my tools. I know how I want to set up. I want to tape off the drawing, and and I know where all my stuff is. And and anyway, it just all those little things add up to um, if if they're if you're in practice, there's less friction than than if you're not. And that's that can be fun. 
Yeah, actually, yes. I think that's another thing that I get out of it uh, as much as the product development is the sense of having a the, the routine of it and having this daily. Your your it hasn't been that long since you've last done this activity, right? And so the and and then also the the action of doing it for the pure sake of practice. We've talked about this in the show with Brandon Dayton in the past. That he he calls it like the monastic approach. Why do we pray? Because we pray, you know. Like but like take it to like actually talking about creating stuff and drawing stuff it's like why do you do it it's like you do it to do it and that is a reason to do it right like it doesn't have to be that well i'm doing it to be famous i'm doing it for this goal i'm doing it for this ultimate end you can also just do it to do it and that's something that i think is 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 not it's it's worth acknowledging that that is a benefit of doing a creative challenge as well is like um focusing on the notion of putting yourself into that space every day um, for the for the few. that is exactly what the unblocking project was for me mm. i i was like i really don't want to feel like it's a crossing a chasm level event in order to just share something creative publicly right yeah 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 okay i do podcasts and whatever i've done that but like there's kind of this less and less creative work in my feed that I was sharing. And I was like, I'm going to do this every day just to do it. Sometimes I had other insights or a point or bigger, more development or less development, but the main, you know, heartbeat of the unblocking project was just, just do it, get it out there. That's it. It could be considered funny that here's two guys who say, we think hard about this stuff. So you will too. Also advocating, yeah, but there's times that don't think about it and just do, just perform the action, right? I would, I would bridge those two ideas by saying that like the thinking gets you to the point where you can just be, just be the action, right? And then the practice also gets you to just be the action. And but how do you maintain that by being the action? <laughs> anybody who's ever taught a sport or a martial art will tell you that right like there's like a drilling that happens and that's what helps you maintain that connection with the action so that you don't have to have all this intellectual grunt work to get you to the point where you can actually do it and there's something that is very um energizing and reassuring about just doing the action and just letting it be what it wants to be. oh i had there was this marvelous quote i put it in my etp i think no, okay. I didn't. I wrote it down on a, another piece of paper. But, oh, I went to a Carol Tyler workshop at the Billy Ireland Cartoon Library Museum. And she said, oh, let's see if I can get the quote. It was like, give yourself permission to be where you're at. You know, and I thought, you know, that is something that creative people need to hear more often. And we need to remind ourselves of more often is that because we're so we can be so goal oriented, so goal focused and so much about like, well, what's going to come of this uh, that maybe it's just about being where you're at right now and just experiencing that because that is part of the deal of being a creative person. It's not just about what you make. It's about what you experience in the act of the making of the thing. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, I, I like that because I mean, I, it's something that when you are, um, I don't know when you're, when you're learning or sharing or trying to, you know, you're working with someone else. I mean, it's, it's a great thing to keep in mind is meet them where they are at. And so, but why not extend that to yourself also? <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's so funny that like when she said it, it was like, ah, oh, and I was like hastily writing it down. Like 
it was it, it felt profound but at the same time it was such a simple line of reasoning right um and it, it's so funny how we talk ourselves out of that so easily so readily anyway um mm-hmm. and i want to point out so being where you're at and having objectives that coexists fine too <laughs> right because it's uh it's in the how you go about the execution and bring you know bringing yourself to that goal you plant a flag and you say this represents the constraints that i want to embrace and make this thing and i want the thing to you know this is why i'm doing it for me and this is who i hope it serves or what have well, all the whatever you're putting into it and then i mean you can light it on fire and beat yourself with it if you want but like you could or um just coexist with it now, Rob, I was all ready to just run frantically from one pure answer to the next with all the anxiety of the hopeful, hopeful aspirant. And you pointed out the interconnectivity of all these different things. And now I'm lost because I don't have the thing that I could say, this is the end all be all of all my problems. <laughs> You just plug yours. Don't have to. You don't have to listen to me. <laughs> la 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 la. Exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my anxious running from one answer to the next. <laughs> nice. Don't tell me things are interdependent and overlap. That's nonsense. <laughs> Life doesn't work that way. Anxious anxious answer sprints can be a fine workout. <laughs> don't bother me now. I'm doing my anxious a- answer sprints. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, I captured that one too. Anxious answer sprints. All right. Uh, what else we got on our list? Um. Well, so I mean, this is all under, under under the umbrella of hacking it to make make the challenge uh, relevant to you and where you're at and where do you want to go next. That's uh, these dimensions, honestly. I think have a side effect of instead of sometimes you can make the challenge super hard, especially if you're increasing the volume of work um, that that's involved. If you're, if you're going to draw, you, you know, 50 bicycles in perspective every day, that's, that's going to hurt. You're going to get really good at it. But anyway, um, yeah. but then again, the constraints clarify, they can get rid of the friction where you're like, I know what I'm going to do when I'm going to do it. So it's just a matter of, you know, continuing to engage so that it's, um, yeah, it's hard to sustain it. You know, it's different eight hours versus 30 days, very different. But, um, if you pick the right constraints, if you, if you hack the event in a way that really serves you, you know, that it can be, I mean, you could make it maybe too easy (laughs) if you, if challenge were part of your point, right. Um, But just, I, I think that that mix, and you could think about, oh, this shopping list of what you could make it and whatnot, and maybe it would sound like we are only talking about increasing difficulty. I, I don't think that's the case. I think choosing the, the, choosing the, hacking it in a way that works for you is going to be finding a, a way where it's more fit for you. Let's talk about the word fun real quick, because I think that this, this locks in really well with what you're describing, is what makes things fun often is what like the there's a there's an element of difficulty that makes things fun um fun is not easy 
right? Um, and the example that we've talked about on the show, I use in my classroom all the time, is like if you plug in a video game and the moment you hit start, it says you won. You'd be you'd be like, what a ripoff! I, I don't want. Why did I pay sixty bucks for this? If you like, I I remember. Um, playing Street Fighter and when I was a, a, a teenager and, I, and against this one guy who was just like a champion button masher and he would just kill me every time. You know, like I would be like, round one, fight, I'm dead. Round two, fight, I'm dead. And he would just laugh hysterically. What? And I would just like, well, this is no fun because now the challenge is too high because I can't do anything. I can't even engage with you. And, I'm, and I looked at him like, is this really fun for you? I don't think it was. I think he was just like kind of a bully who liked to like make other people feel small. Uh, I think what makes it really... Oh, dude, and I just finished um, the Columbus Clippers, our local minor league team, just finished their uh, playoff season, and they're going to the, the, the final final round in, what is it, in Durham. And the last game before the playoffs, it was neck and neck up into the bottom of the eighth inning. And that was the best game I watched the entire season, right? Like the ones where they like scored like 10 points in the third inning. And then, like, the rest of it was just watching a no-hitter happen, right? Like, nobody's doing anything for the rest of the game. It's like, well, and I'm just riding this out, right? But it was when I thought we were going to lose up until the bottom of the eighth inning that, like, I was I was sweating. I was, like, my shirt was wet at the end of that game, you know? Uh, and, I, and, and Ann and I left the game. I was like, that was a great game. Oh, my gosh, you know? Because it was exciting because it, it felt like it could go anywhere, right? So I think when we say, like, well, do it for fun. Yeah, do it for fun. And part of what makes it fun is identifying what you'd like to, like what makes it challenging or difficult for you, even if it's a small one, right? Even if it's just like, I want to master this particular tool. I want to learn watercolor. I want to learn, you know, um, some kind of like computer coloring. And I'm just going to do the ink drawing as an excuse to try out different coloring techniques in a low risk way where I'm not worried about creating anything shippable. Maybe I'll make something shippable. But the main thing is, is to check in every day on this thing. That can be fun. Exactly. Uh, one one way I have ratcheted up or down difficulty is by working on a working on physically small or large canvases, right, or pieces of paper. So if you if you do the whole, uh, you know, you cut a I cut a piece of cardstock in half. I mean, that's a little less than 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 the normal page that makes the challenge less if you cut it in half again now it's about the size of a mini comic page if you cut it in half again now it's like so the amount of information and the amount of space to cover and make marks on is way smaller so it's uh that's it's one way to turn the difficulty up or down too um but then and and that's what i wanted so sometimes i want to I, I I would do that to take a break. You can tell different years where I've participated, and I've um, I'll, I'll use that the paper bigness as a way to to chill out or get you know amped up. And um, but yeah, there's always there's something there's something about it that uh, and and like why you pick that challenging thing. I mean that's that's really that's all you. Uh, the the sort of venue has been set up and you, and if you're, you're saying, you're saying, yeah, I want to go do that one. I'm going to do this creative challenge or that one or invent your own. Um, you know, you set up the venue, but you still get to really yeah pick and choose. And I, I do like, I like how you're pointing out how fun. Um, let's see. So Jane McGonigal wrote a book called, um, let's see, reality is broken. I've mentioned it probably more than any other book on any po- <laughs> podcast. I, I, I read that book and then I started podcasting. <laughs> so, and haven't read anything since. No. Um, anyway, Reality is Broken is a pretty awesome book. <laughs> Thankfully, I've read other books since. 
I was joking. Um, but uh, the the idea of 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 games, what makes them interesting, compelling, and whatnot, is covered super well in there. And the in and I think Jane's definition of a game is that it's an optional challenge. Let's see, let's see. it's an optional challenge that that continues to maintain some amount of difficulty or something like that. Yeah. I'm I'm totally whiffing it because it's been a long time. But and and you you nailed it though with what you know. Of, of bringing up that game aspect is is that's a good signal to think about like well what do you like in games do you like i mean are you a demon souls player i mm-hmm. i think you're going to try to make a 30 page comic <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what would be the, the analogy for mario kart mm. <laughs> uh Let's see. You opened the door on this one, Rob. <laughs> yeah, I know I did. All right. So Mario Kart, you're going to, well, okay. What, what level trophy are you trying to get at? What CC level? So, all right. So like 100 CC um, platinum trophy, you're getting, you're thinking about, you're, you're, you're doing at least a 20, 20 to 24 page comic. Okay. Eight page comic would be 50 CC. Oh, yeah, eight page eight page comic is getting platinum trophy in like five fifty cc's. Okay, <laughs> I guess there's a Mario Kart economy for fun and <laughs> art, uh, art produ- productivity. Hmm. Okay, but yeah, I think I think that that's worth looking at. Is like, what do you enjoy about games, and what particular kinds of difficulty do you enjoy, um, and yeah, like some people, like, well, when I was at your house, uh, like a couple years ago, and we were playing, um, was it Overwatch? Yeah. And I was very quickly overwhelmed by how much was happening in the game, right? And like, I was like, oh, this is going to take a lot of getting used to because so much is happening all the time. And like, you're meant to move around really fast. And like, ooh, this is not the kind of gaming I'm used to. You know, I'm used to like very slow. I can like look at the landscape and like really uh, uh, process everything. I'm not a, a fast gamer, right? I'm a very slow, I like to experience the um, the world um, more though, more so than uh, accomplished skill maneuvering. Um, and this is like the thing that like made me so sad about Metroid other M was like, there was so much fighting that was like melee fighting. I'm like, Oh, that's not what I'm in it for. And so I handed it off to some younger students. And I'm like, can you fit, finish this level for me so I can go on to do the interesting stuff that I like? Uh, they, they were like, yeah, did five seconds. And I'm like, cool. I can go back to world exploring anyway. Um, but yeah, like I think that's worth analyzing a little bit to ask yourself, like at least to acknowledge that, like yeah, difficulty is what adds the flavor to the thing, not in this martial Spartan spear rattling sense, but in the sense of like, well, that like skill acquisition comes through like a little bit of challenge, um, mm-hmm. getting slightly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but not you know ridiculously uncomfortable. Yeah, that's. Uh, you know, unless you're into that, I guess. But if you are, yeah, and we have both played in that pool, right? We've both in- enjoyed getting way in over our heads and like try to come out to the side and like it, with a spirit of yeah, the stakes are pretty low. This is just a creative challenge. It's not like there's no money on the line. Um, there's time on the line, but that time is like also like the pay. The payoff is, is that there's going to be some kind of skill acquisition or at least some learning that happens through getting overwhelmed this way, right? But mm-hmm. um, but I, I think having 
This is a good opportunity in mid to late September to have a conversation with yourself uh, about like what what kinds of difficulty do you enjoy? Look at like the past projects you've done. Look at the games you play. Look at the things that you've engaged with in a learning capacity and see if you can come to some sense of like, well, I like this much difficulty. How can I hack the game to add that much difficulty to it so that it remains fun for me um, and so that I get maximum benefit out of it? I like that. It's interesting. I think that's a new, that's a new angle that, uh, I mean, we have, we have talked about creative challenges as literally the main topic of at least four or five episodes Yeah, out of, you know, 285. It's a small percentage, but yes, we do check in on this almost every year, if yep. not multiple times a year. Um, cool. I'm glad we found some new ground to, to, to tread on that. Um, are we at another break time before we do final I, thought? Yeah, I'm wondering if we have have uh, yeah brought this to final thought. I'm feeling like we're we're getting there. Okay, cool. Well, then how about we take one more break, talk about some other people who make this show possible, and then we'll conclude with some thoughts on like uh, rounding off. Like, what wh- what are some final things to think about in terms of creative challenge season? But before we do that, we got to thank some other people who make this show possible. Those people happen to be us. We make the show possible. We make lots of things, and we bring those thoughts. That, that occurred to us to this show. And the thing that I make that I hope you will check out is called Boulder and Fleet Adventures for Hire, Mining for Trouble, and you can find it at books.jdros.com. And it's the story of two best friends, a bear and a bird, who go off on adventures together, you know, trying to make a living helping people and uh, get into all sorts of trouble where, like, when you're an adventurer, that usually means that there's going to be conflict. And the bird's like, hey, that's no problem because I'm, like, going to be the most famous adventurer of all because I'm an awesome fighter. It's like, and I've got this big, strong bear who's going to help me. The bear says, uh-oh, what's that? What's wrong? The bear says, I don't like hurting people. I don't like fighting. I'd rather make friends. Well, that's going to make things difficult uh, for becoming the most famous adventurers of all time. And you can read this 92-page full-color story at books.jdros.com. You can get it in print and you can get it in digital. Rob, what do you make that you want to tell people about? Well, I'm, I'm in the, this launching time of a, a, uh, of a new business that uh, my wife and I have, have created. And it's, uh, it's all about coaching. And each of us has a different kind of, so, you know, it's, it's like professional coaching, life coaching kind of things. It's not therapy. It's like building and working toward this, this, the, the, the things you're working toward next, what keeps you up at night kind of stuff. And, and, and uh, how can you navigate that? And so we're both coaches with, with uh, different areas of focus. I happen to focus on like collaboration and professional choices. I mean, you're coming up to like a big decision of different opportunities. Um, I can, you know, I can work alongside you for nav- navigating that kind of thing. Essentially, um, like one of the, the key groups I, I work with is are like product makers and leaders. And to help them build uh, research-infused teams, you know, using evidence to drive, drive decisions. That's a new thing in lots of places. Also, uh, sometimes you're, in, when you're in a big organization, uh, you need those that to be sustainably scrappy as an agent for positive change can help with that. And just that general thing of, of making really meaningful products for your audience. And that, that's, those are like key themes for the coaching that I do. And uh, you can learn all about that. Um, really easy URL to get there is uh, robcoach.me. Hmm. Robcoach.me. And you can see the whole and, site. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. For, forgot to mention a pretty important thing. So getting into coaching, uh, you may not know what it's all about. 
I do offer um, a free discovery half hour session and it's easy to sign up. Just go to robcoach.me and uh, click on the uh, schedule a session button. Great. And and the, the main site for both Rob and Kate is shieldstenzinger.com. These will be linked in the show notes. And another thing that's going to be linked in the show notes is a brand new thing that we just launched last week. And Rob, that is our Discord. Lean Into Art has a Discord. Mm. What? What's a, what's First a we're on Twitch. Now we've got a Discord. What's oh, going on here? We, we, we're, we're, just, uh, we're going to slowly convert from gentle bros to dude bros. You just watch it happen, Rob. <laughs> sure i'm like a weird dude dude bro like when the i don't know the moon looks like the xbox logo i'll go oh. <laughs> <laughs> the moon looks like the xbox logo and then you hear that weird voice say playstation and then yep he howls and he starts chasing all sorts of vehicles uh (laughs) but what is the discord before we get too off off topic all right so so the discord is actually (laughs) so it's a pretty cool tool if you haven't come across it if you're uh if you're into gaming you, you it's discord grew up and is very popular in that in that crowd and serves very well but it's basically a collaborative chat tool that it feels like a like a fully fledged you know, social networky thing, but it's, but it's a, it's more intimate, right? It's not this, you know, thousands and millions of people kind of place. It's, you know, just, just a few dozen. It's, or the, you know, whatever grow, however big the lean into art community is, it's way smaller than Twitter. So, um, so yeah, it's this place where um, you can come and anyone can sign up and, you know, partake in the in, like feedback comments on episodes and requesting uh, topics, right? You have topic questions, topic ideas. Totally want to hear that. You have reactions to episodes. Totally want to hear that. That's awesome. We've got channels for that when you when you um, sign up. We have special channels though, or chat rooms, whatever they are. I don't know. They're a hashtag something, right? And um, <laughs> I'm an expert, not really. So, but. Good enough where we have one set up, and you know, actually, Jersey did most set up, but anyway, <laughs> it uh, let's see, I'm trying to launch Discord while I'm doing this description. But so, we have a few chat rooms that are that uh, are an example of like honoring things that are important to our community. So, mm-hmm. things like castle level up, if you're working on something that's that is particularly um, you want real, um you know, it's supportive, not harsh, but like feedback that where it helps you dig deeper and, and, uh, and with the intent to improve your work. Yeah. Go do a post at castle level up. Um, the leaners also have a social channel, just super mellow, like nice place to go say hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. Low stakes. It's wonderful to be able to post stuff in a low stakes environment. Um, and then, uh, what is the other one? Oh, gentle town. Yeah. That's like, that's the encouragement channel. So it's like, hey, I drew this thing. And people are like, yeah, you drew that. It's awesome. Because it's okay to ask for a high five. We shouldn't feel any shame about that. Right on. So that's what we're here. I mean, so the flavor of our conversation in in the show, we show up there. Um, It's, it's, it's been going pretty well. I'm, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you set it up. Thanks. Well, well, we did it together. You, you were the one who coined the terms "castle level up" and "gentletown" too. Like those are the most robust Rob names I've ever I've ever heard. So, 
But yes, we will put a, a, an invite link in the show notes of this episode and on the Twitch channel so you can join. But like we said, so you'll be able to do comment on episodes uh, and you know ask for different topics that you'd like us to dis- to discuss. But if you're a Patreon supporter, then those those other channels, the Castle Level Up, Gentle Town, and the Social Channel, and those will be a great place to hang out during the season of creative challenges to you know give each other support and high fives and and so on. Yeah. Well, Rob started thinking. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know where I'm going to post my stuff now. Yeah, 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 and I've already been like using as an opportunity to share some in progress and you know uh, in development work that I w- wouldn't share any place else because this is a private place where only leaners are hanging out. So, mm. yep, the lean into art Discord. Thanks everybody who has been, uh, you know, who showed up and have been interacting in a positive way in that place. It's awesome. Okay, final thought. What are we thinking? So, all right. So I've got this. I've, I'm thinking about what I'm going to try, why I'm going to try it, right? And uh, and I I feel like at today I do want to go ahead and participate in Inktober, but I don't know if 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 in the crowded Inktober space if that's where I want to be. So like participating, it's you know, maybe I'd post something now and then publicly, but we'll see because there's really a whole lot of uh, big feelings going on about creative challenges too. And, uh, but there's big feelings about everything right now and it's understandable and everyone's at where they're at and it's all right. But I don't have to go there. (laughs) So I might not go there. (laughs) And that's, but at the same time, yeah, I like creative challenges and I'm, and I'm, I'm formulating what I what I want to do, which it isn't finished. I mean, I, I think I might try to bring one of my existing projects to a more finished state. So it would probably be focusing on a zine or something, or maybe, uh, yeah, I'm not sure what exactly. Um, like the facial expressions zine would be a pretty obvious one. Uh, I've got a couple posters I've been working on. They're you know, super backburner projects, but like taking that kind of th- like an existing project to the next level might be a good goal for me. And where I do it and how I go about it, I just I want it to be, I want it to be fun and mellow. And if there's a fun big mellow party, I might show up there for a little bit. But I'm going to cut out early. A fun big mellow party is that what you said? Yeah, because <laughs> it's probably not going to stay mellow. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because <laughs> then John Belushi comes in and screams, and everybody's got togas, and who knows what happens next. And motorcycle comes to the front door. Um, I am thinking about based on what you just said. Okay, so I've got a theme. I've got a couple different themes that have run through my creative pro- uh, challenges over the years. Is there has been asset and idea generation, exploring something to develop a finished thing down the road. And then there's been the rapid prototyping of something in the case of the 24-page mini comic, um, all in the name of shipping something. But let's go back. And that, invest- not to, but sorry, dude. Like you're not prototyping as much. You're getting. You're producing. Okay, like, that's fine. a product. Fine. Yes. Sure. That's it, this is a product. Yes, I'll I'll, I'll go along with you, but. <laughs> So it's it's it, all in the name of shipping something, but there's also been projects that I've done, like say this one, where I was where the the, the 2015 ink drawings with crayons and 
um, where there was no product, the product revealed itself through the making of the thing. So as I look at all those different sectors, right, you've got idea generation, you've got product shipping, and then you've mm-hmm. got like thing that may not be a product yet. Now I'm thinking about how this could be an opportunity. I've got a pitch that I want to finish before the end of the year, and I just don't know where it can fit into my schedule. What if I treat this Inktober as I generate the ideas and the character designs for the pitch, and then I draw the sample pages for the pitch over the course of Inktober? And because it's for a pitch, because it's something that I don't want to share with the entire world just yet, maybe I won't share it that publicly either. Maybe it'll only go into my Patreon and on the Lean Into Art Discord, right? But the mm. goal, like, can I structure it out? Can I write out a Gantt chart or a, uh, a map of the thing where it's like, okay, by this day in Inktober, I'm done doing character generation and character designs. And then by this day, I'm, I'm full on doing the inked pages for the pitch. And by this day, I'm finishing up the final touches on like the, the colors and whatnot to, um, so that by the end of the month, I'll have you know, an eight to nine page comics pitch. To send out to publishers. It's pretty cool. I mean, that's, that's another take on, on a, on a, a useful, um, like it's, it's a, you're, you're creating professional outcomes. You're creating things that contribute to your business. Yeah. That's, that seems like a theme overall, um, directly, right. Not indirectly saying like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's yes. I'm refining my skills and improving what have you. Uh, you, you're, you do tend to, it seems do things that, that have like impact on on you as an independent creator the the things that i want to level up on artistically are things that i'm not going to be able to do in the context of a challenge like inktober like i i want to start going to life drawing classes i want to go back to doing like gesture drawing in a classroom environment and level up in those kinds of ways um i just signed up for a writing course with alex simmons uh, which if you follow Alex Simmons on Instagram, he's still got open enrollment for his series of writing workshops. Like those are things that I feel like I need a more formal environment to do the leveling up. This kind of creative challenge, I, I'm having difficulty finding the one thing I want to level up on. So I default to, well, how can I do generation of uh, material for my business? Yeah, like you said. That is my, that's my idiosyncratic need for the, from the thing everybody's needs are going to be different so i'm not suggesting i like that, that i admire yeah. that as a constraint and mm. uh oh i did a he's going rough a little bit your... this way there we go idea generation product shipping and product explorer yeah yeah and look at you generating like the, the icons so fast it's like product explorer so we got all these map icons and idea generation is a big cloud Ah, uh, this is a, this is a sketch noter over here, everybody. It's a sketch noter. You should sign up for I think his that's trademark. I might get sued. I don't know. <laughs> okay, well, he, <laughs> a guy who generates ideas in sketch form and in text form, very clumsily <laughs> worded, so as not to infringe on any trademarks. But you should sign up for his class at robcoach.me. <laughs> <Or is it? laughs> Thank you. That ring that that's got a good ring to it. As good as sketch noting. <laughs> <laughs> Robcoach.me. <laughs> trademark that, that's my sketch you know i just robbed no, I, love it. I love that book and everything i'm just i, I am joking it's it's as, yeah. like awesome mike Rody. Uh, it's the uh the sketch note handbook highly recommend it all right well rob i think we did a podcast and you know uh good journey to you on your creative challenge um 
sure. We have our packs and we're on the path and there's a fork in the road. Yeah. You're going to product town. I'm going to don't fall off the edge town. <laughs> it's like the national parks. It's like they just have a bunch of sides say like, don't just don't, don't, don't take a selfie over here for God's sakes. We got the icon of the falling dude. Just don't just look at the scenery. Uh Okay. <laughs> uh, we record the show on Thursdays uh, at noon Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Central, and we stream it live on Twitch.tv, and then we collect it as a podcast at patreon.com slash leanatoart and leanatoart.com, and on YouTube as well. Uh, we'll be back with another episode soon. Until then, I have been Jersey Drozd of leanatoart.com and Jersey Drozd on Instagram. And I've been Rob Stenzinger of leanintoart.com. And I'm Rob Stenzinger, places like Instagram. Okay, bye. Show notes for this episode can be found at leanintoart.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at the user leanintoart. And you can reach us via email at leanintoart at gmail.com. And remember, leaners aren't wieners. Thanks for listening.